You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Yes. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Stage Door Podcast. Before we get into today's episode, talking to up-and-coming talent Madeline Grice, we would like to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, the traditional custodians of this land on which we work, live, and record, and recognize their continuing connection to land, water, and community. We pay respect to elders past, present, and emerging. Eliza, take it away with the bulletin. In today's bulletin, we are happy to announce that Hamilton and Come From Away have released new dates for their Sydney seasons as the city begins plans to reopen. Hamilton will be reopening from the 19th of October, having had to cancel its dates from the 25th of June to the 17th of October. The Tony, Grammy, Olivier and Pulitzer Prize winning musical, A Fresh New Take on America's History, is now playing at the Sydney Lyric Theatre. Make sure to head to www.sydneylyric.com.au slash Hamilton slash for more information. Come From Away is set to start back on the 20th of October at the Capitol Theatre with the new 75% capacity order until further notice. This will run through to the 28th of November. It's also important to note that proof of full COVID-19 vaccination will be required to enter the venue for all patrons 16 years and over, in line with New South Wales government policy, and Come From Away has a mandatory vaccination requirement for all employees and contractors. We cannot wait for this beautiful show to finally get its Sydney run, and you guys can also catch a couple of our previous guests in this show, so don't miss out. Tickets can be found at comefromaway.com.au. Although we are excited that Sydney theatres are going to be reopening, we do want to send our most heartfelt love to those in Melbourne who may be struggling at the moment, especially those that are artists and creatives. It has definitely made this all too bittersweet. If you or anyone you know is struggling with their mental health, don't forget to reach out to associations such as Beyond Blue at 1300 224636. Now back to you, Tori. Born in New Zealand, Madeline moved to the Gold Coast with her mum and sister at six years old. Enrolling in a local dance school, Madeline started tap, jazz and ballet and was cast as lead characters in musical productions such as Annie, Anne of Green Gables and Return to the Forbidden Planet until an injury resulted in a change of direction. Taking a break from dance, she began to focus more on singing and acting and has been honing these skills in hopes that one day there would be another opportunity to get back on the stage. In 2020, Madeline won the 102.9 Hot Tomatoes Search for Sophie, which earned her her place as Sophie Sheridan in Mamma Mia. Please welcome to the mic Maddie hi everyone hi <laughs> hello such a lovely introduction. it's so good to have you on the podcast today we are so excited to get to chat to you about not only your experience in Mamma Mia but also about being in theatre itself thank you so much thank you so much for having me I'm so excited you run such a lovely podcast I love listening to it oh, thank you <laughs> Thank you. And I guess for those listening, actually, Maddie and I went to high school together. Yeah. So <laughs> we actually did some of those productions together, which is really, really I fun. I was like, I don't think I wrote that down anywhere. That's 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 insider information. I know. Planet. <laughs> that was a long time ago. I know. That was in uh, 2014. 2014. Yeah, it was wow. my final, final year. So. 
2014. It was was an interesting production. And you know what? I only figured out what it was about on the last show. I went, oh. (laughs) Honestly, I don't actually think I know what it was about at all. It was just about a lot of space, weird aliens coming in, girls dressed in (laughs) go-go 50s outfits and some banging tunes that's yep. that's pretty much it yeah yep, yeah it was it was honestly the last the last run of the show and I think my character and do you remember Camille Chorley she's she's who has also gone into um acting our yeah. roles were to be on stage all the time as like these background like like the crew technician like people dressed up as a space Marilyn Monroe and a space Elvis and yeah we both went oh sorry that's my dog Um, (laughs) we both went oh my gosh I get it that's the alien and like that's oh I get it now I get it now (laughs) every night trying to like figure out what the storyline of the show was (laughs) (laughs) it was indeed it was lots and lots of fun and um I will make it known to everyone on the podcast we do have a little bit of an animals day here we have a lovely Labrador that Maddie has and I have a brand new Siberian kitten falling asleep next to me so if you hear purring (laughs) that's what that is but I guess how have you been lately and um what are you up to right now yeah good I I guess um coming off of Mamma Mia that's a huge sorry (laughs) he was sad about Mamma Mia finishing (laughs) coming off of Mamma Mia was a it was a massive relief to kind of have some time to sleep um after that but I think it's also just been we've been missing the show so much a lot of the cast we still talk and it was a whirlwind of a show and we were so lucky to get through the whole thing we didn't miss a single show we had a break um but we managed to reschedule everything um and get through the whole production so yeah I think it's just been a time of being relaxed and incredibly grateful that we got to do it um, and still listening to Abatrax, even though I thought I would be well and truly over it after, <laughs> after that. You can never be over ABBA, that's no, for sure. <laughs> I agree. It's not a thing. It's definitely not a thing. Exactly. And I guess summer is coming up. Do you have any top recommendations for summer this year? I feel like I couldn't not recommend ABBA's two new songs. They are. That's true. Absolute bangers um oh so good I've also been reading or and listening to sometimes I prefer to listen to books because then you know you can multitask um (laughs) Daisy Jones and the Six it's awesome particularly if you are you know into music and entertainment and stuff like that it's um about a band in the 70s but it's done in this interview style which I probably why I would recommend listening to it on audio because they have these fantastic actors doing each of the characters. So it kind of brings it to life a little bit more. It's so well-written. It's so interesting. Um, And they kind of say it's based on Fleetwood Mac crossed with a few other bands. It's definitely fictional, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's just so good. Mm -hmm. Um, And then TV wise, I've just finished watching nine perfect strangers, which was filmed in Byron Bay um oh, so oh yeah that's about that weird like village isn't it like it's like a russian health retreat nicole kidman Ooh. very 
weird and crazy, wonderful character who, yeah, heals all these people. Um, and then there's talent like Asha Ketty and um, Samantha Weaving. They're both in it and they play fantastic characters. And then there's also like Melissa McCarthy and obviously Nicole Kidman, like huge Hollywood talent. It's a fin- It's such a good show. The acting is incredible. I'm definitely going to need to check some of these out. I I have not um I have not yeah. seen that show, but it sounds incredibly oh, interesting. It's so good, it is so good. But I guess speaking of theater and the arts, what actually brought you into the world of theater? I feel like theater came probably through dancing. Dancing was definitely the first kind of element of that that came into my life. I lived next door when I was a baby to a Highland dancing teacher. Um, so for the first kind of six years of my life, I was very much involved in that traditional Scottish dancing. Um, wow. I was lucky that the dance teacher that I had was quite theatrical. She loved putting on big shows and concerts. Um, and so I kind of fell in love with the dramatic then. Um, my dad was also pretty, he loved theatre. Um, he did a production of Grease as Eugene. I would oh. kill to have video footage of that. Um, but, yeah, I think it, I think theatre is a natural progression of if you love being on stage, you love entertaining. Um, I always, like, drama was always my favourite subject at school. Um, and then I, I think my first actual production, like, theatre production would have been um, Fairy Tale High where I played Grumpy the Dwarf. <laughs> Oh my god! That's great. And then yeah, the, the rest is history. Exactly. You can only go up from there from Bumpy the Door. What an iconic role! Literally, I think that was really uh, what made you stand out and um, <laughs> launched your career. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's gone down in the history books. That's where that you hear Madeline Grice and you just think Grumpy the Dwarf. Exactly. Now, I guess you spoke a little bit about this before, but you recently won the 102.9 Hot Tomatoes Search for Sophie. What was the actual experience like of going through not only the, I guess, audition process, but also the Facebook voting and then then going through all the audition rounds and getting to the end? Like, what was that like for you? Um, That was completely crazy, to put it very gently. I... (laughs) When I submitted my audition, I absolutely did not think I would get to the top 100. It was almost like, because I, I, I've i never, after my dancing accident, I stopped dancing and then got into singing and acting, but always kind of just did it just to myself. I would just go to lessons every week. And especially after school, I didn't do anything. I just kind of kept it as like a hobby. And I guess, yeah, entering the competition was just a bit of a like, oh, this will be like a fun thing to work on, you know, something to do. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. anywhere. Um, <laughs> far too shy for that. Um, so, yeah, I entered that um, and then it was, it was like the Thursday night before the audition, which was Saturday, and I was like, there's, there's no way. Like I had actually received an audition for the ensemble and I was like, oh, all right, yeah, like, let's go see what this is about. Like, I obviously didn't get the Sophie one, so we'll go see what that is. 
And then, yeah, the Thursday night, all the Sophies got contacted. And I was actually, I was in the shower when I got the call from Hot Tomato. And I <laughs> I knew it was a Southport number that was calling. So I hopped out of the shower and I was like, hello. She goes, hello, my name's um, such and such from Hot Tomato. Um, you're through to the top, I think it was 17. And I was like, really? <laughs> she goes, <laughs> And then I remember sitting in the shower because I had the kind of shampoo in my hair, just sh- <laughs> shaking like a leaf in complete shock, going, oh, my gosh, what have I done? <laughs> Amazing. And then um, Saturday rolled around. I had never been to an audition like that before. My audition experience was everything at school. So, mm. you know, you know who your competitors are. You are probably really good friends with them because – you know, you, you, you go to school with them. And yeah, I, I turned up um, and the experience having 17 people going for the same role. Yeah. Having, you know, you kind of all look similar. Um, everyone's, you know, ready. These people are professionals. Like I guarantee that I was the most unprepared one there. <laughs> and I was, I felt extremely, extremely unwell that weekend too so I was kind of like I'm just gonna go I'm just gonna sing it'll be great experience and then you know like it'll be today and then I can you know worry about something else tomorrow um so we get in there we sing I go to sing Leo you love me I get to the top notes and truly nothing came out (laughs) never happened to me before in my life and I remember I said oh so sorry about that. Um, it's never happened before. And they go, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry. Just have another go. And I go, okay, yep. <clears throat> Had a drink of water. Did it again. Nothing came out. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Not feeling very well. Um, okay. So sang another song and then got out and then just went, I need to go home. Like I'm about to pass out. <laughs> like, oh my God. Said to, went to see the coordinator and I was like, look, I'm really, really sorry. I think I have to go home. I'm really not feeling much. She's like, oh, are you sure? I was like, yes. I get home and I was like, oh my God, I think I just experienced like a four hour long panic attack. <laughs> get home and then fell asleep for like three hours, which like literally just knocked out, was woken up by a call from the casting coordinator saying, oh, they want to see you back tomorrow. And I go, no, 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 I was the one that left. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, no, 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 I left. And they go, yeah, no, we want to see you tomorrow. And I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. So they really gave you that second opportunity to really come back. They must have really seen 100%. Sophie in you. Who knows? I mean, I thought I was like, I was sitting out there like before I went in as well, listening to these incredible singers. And I was just like, wow, I can't wait to go to this production. It's going to be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Little did you know. Yeah. And the next day I, again, started feeling super sick. And whether it was just pure anxiety or whether I truly had a bug, like I'd had a cold the week before, thought I was over it. So I was like, maybe it's a combination. Who knows? I get a call from my sister in the morning. She goes, are you going? And I was like, I don't know. I feel really unwell. She goes, Maddie, put some tights on and get in the car. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so I did. 
I ended up being like an hour early to the venue because I didn't even check the time. I was just like, well, my sister said to put some tights on and get in the car. So that's what I'm going to do. You've met my sister. She's yeah. <laughs> She's like, you've got to go. It's yeah. happening. <laughs> get in the car. For goodness sake, get in the car. And oh yeah, I did. Um, and then it went down to the top 10 and then it went down to the top five. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm still here. <laughs> what is happening? Um, and then, yeah, we went on to Hot Tomato. We got to, it's the first time I met EJ, um, who was kind of like the face of it, the competition at Hot Tomato, who then mm. went on to play Tanya. Um, we sang a little song in the car. And then, yeah, we had to promote it on Facebook. And I think a lot of my friends were like, what the heck's going on here, Maddie? And I was like, rise! <laughs> you're like vote for me though come on guys <laughs> and here's the link um you just need to put in your details and vote for me thank you so much and then yeah again absolutely did not expect to do it I was just thinking well this is going to be great exposure this is really going to push me to audition for more things and then yeah they called me and there's a video of me getting the call and I literally just burst into tears I com- in complete complete shock I have never been more surprised about anything in my entire life. I mean, it is pretty abrupt to all of a sudden go from like, you know, going for the experience and just to have a good time. And like, you know, you know, when you kind of hope that those things happen, you go, oh, what the, wouldn't that be great if I won that competition? <laughs> exactly. But you don't ever expect to win it. So when it happens, you're like, what? what? Yeah. I mean, it was at the point where at the auditions, I was like, oh, don't worry about me. Like, no, 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 no. I'm just here for the experience. I mean, those people must have been like, wow, what was she talking about? (laughs) No, no, truly, I was there for the experience. It was completely crazy. I'm incredibly grateful, but it was a complete and utter shock. Nothing has surprised me more. Never won anything in my life. Well, you won the greatest thing, the opportunity to play a leading lady on a huge stage. And it was at the Star Casino as well, which is such an incredible venue as well yeah 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 it was um I think seat seated 2,000 people a night um such an iconic venue as well like um I think when you tell people like they say oh where is it happening and you say like oh it's at the star they're like oh oh okay Like, (laughs) like we just had we had a big like poster of the show that was just in the middle of the casino that was running for like a month and I had lots of people take photos of that and like send it to me that were just like out for a night out. And I was like, wow, this is really happening. This is, this is crazy. It's so exciting. And I guess what was it like stepping on stage as Sophie for the first time? And obviously this would have been a very new process for you. Like obviously you've done some smaller shows before, but this mm. is quite a lot larger of a show did you run into any challenges along your way oh yes oh yes so I mean a big reason why I hadn't done anything before was because of my anxiety I'm particularly prone to panic attacks and I still remember very very clearly the night before the first show I had my amazing hairdresser Lydia doing my hair and she was going deep breaths deep breaths we're gonna there's this breathing method called the Wim Hof where you breathe in and out for a minute and then um I was kind of sitting there doing that and then the amazing Leah Howard who played Rosie came in and we kind of did some more breathing (laughs) 
So the panic attacks were definitely something I had to overcome, particularly during that first show. Um, I also, I developed bronchitis during tech week, which no. it was, it was just going around the cast and it was just, it was me and the Alicia who played Lisa. We had it very badly during the opening week. So it was just like a lot of like inbuilt fear, but then also the fear of like, what if I open my mouth and nothing comes out? Yeah. <laughs> what happens yeah. there? So definitely some mental challenges as well as some physical challenges, but in a strange way, I think having to overcome them has been extremely beneficial for anything that I do in the future because it's kind of like, well, if I can do my first time back on stage in 10 years with bronchitis and having a panic attack, oh, anything else should be fine. That is a great point. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess as well, when you you have taken a step away from theatre for so long, that that does actually, like, it's such an exciting thing to go back to it. But it's also scary at the same time. It's it's scary to make leaps and, and jumps in new ways and go, oh, this is what I've wanted to do and, and this is where I'm going and I'm going to do it. A hundred percent, yeah. And I think I'm just lucky that I was surrounded by such an incredible cast. Like, Jade Westerby, who plays Donna, is a complete force of nature, She is truly the most incredible performer I have ever watched. Just the way she can hold the audience's attention is I just would sit on stage and watch her. Just how do you do that? And then obviously her fiancé played Sam. So being able to even watch that chemistry on stage was amazing. Mm -hmm. Leah Howard is also extremely talented and she's done some incredible productions and then the rest of the cast like just everyone was so supportive and I think I came in as well being very nervous that maybe I wouldn't be accepted but oh my gosh it was the complete opposite everyone was so supportive so lovely and I think because it was such a crazy whirlwind like we rehearsed for two weeks and then we were on stage Um, oh wow my god that is a super short Rehearsal yeah. period. Were you given the all of like, because um, I know obviously there are some shows like on Broadway and such that do have like you know, you get all the content weeks before yeah. and then you come in and you just have that short period. Was it like that, or were you learning in those two weeks? I mean, we got given the scripts earlier, um, but I think I I spoke to the director. I had some meetings with the director as well about what kind of way we wanted to take Sophie. I think it's some it's one thing to have the script and to be learning it but it's it's a whole nother thing when you're actually there and you're talking to the other characters and I often think if you just learn the script by yourself your natural your reactions become less organic and less truthful Mm. so as much as I could I tried to get a very general idea of the um of the script and of the storyline um I memorized any huge paragraphs that I had but I really tried to get and learn everything on during the rehearsal period just so I could have those really natural reactions and find Sophie amongst the other characters because especially with like Ali, Lisa and Donna, like I had to find that those relationships, otherwise they weren't going to translate and the audience members wouldn't believe anything. And I think the, especially the relationship between Donna and Sophie, like that's Mamma Mia. 
Yeah. Mm. I think that that's such a great way to go about it, especially considering you can definitely tell it's, it's very hard when it comes to learning a script to not want to just sit there and learn it by going, okay, this is my line. And then they'll say this and then this is my line because then it it does become, you know, you don't have that person or even that warm body there Mm. to work off of, which is so important because you can think that you're going to say something one way, which is something that I've experienced a lot. Like I'll read a script and be like, well, this is obviously how I would say that. And then you'll have the person say the line before you and you're like, oh, that's completely different. Completely different. And if you've gotten, if you've gotten too into the swing of it, it can be really hard to break what you've already created. It can completely throw you. And I think, especially if you are sitting there without, like you say, another warm body in front of you, I think that's when it becomes that mechanical, like, blah, 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 blah. Like, you don't, there's no reality behind it. Like, I mean, some actors can truly imagine, like, a fake person there saying saying the lines back to them. I'm personally not there yet, so (laughs) it helps. Yeah, just I think that that was a massive part in making sure that, yeah, Sophie and the and the other characters stayed real. I'm not going to say Mamma Mia is the most well-written musical of all time, so the relationships must be there to make it a genuine production. I've actually found that a lot with Mamma Mia in the past. I've, I've seen, I didn't actually get the opportunity to see your production, which I was quite sad about, but, you know, <laughs> come around again. Come on. <laughs> very quickly. We were done. Exactly. But I, I have uh, seen a couple of productions mm. of Mamma Mia and you are right. Some of it isn't quite well written. And if you don't have a good connection if Sophie, Donna, and all of those characters don't connect to the the text truthfully, it can come across a little one-dimensional and exactly, yeah. it doesn't come across with the heart and feeling that is actually Mamma Mia. 100%, yeah. I mean, with lines like, I don't care which of you my dad is. <laughs> like, really, Sophie? Because you've made a really big problem for someone who doesn't care you've got to put like the emotion behind it so that everyone can connect to the story. Like, can you imagine if like it was, yeah, truly playing out very one-dimensionally and as an audience you hear Sophie say like, well, I don't care which of you my dad is, I've learned something. You'd be like, what the heck? Like I've been here for an hour and a half and I still don't get to find out who the dad is. Yeah. Well, I think it is actually time for us to move into a little bit of a game. And today, yes. Tori has actually organized a game for you and I to play along yes. with, which is going to be lots of fun. So I have organized for today because I figure it's ABBA. Yep. So we're going to be doing an ABBA lyric challenge. Amazing. So pretty much how these Ooh. work is, and I will get... um. Eliza to go first uh, because she has done these before but pretty much what it is I'm going to give you the first line of a lyric and you then have to finish the lyric now I have a few for each of you and then we do have a tiebreaker if we need it Um, but to show you the ropes we will start with Eliza oh let's see how well my (laughs) um, singing in my car (laughs) knowledge is You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Some of these are shorter and some of these are longer. So I tried to give you a little bit more and a little bit less, depending. So. I'm excited. Chikatita. 
Tell me what's wrong. Oh, um, uh, it just depends which one it is, right? Isn't there a million? <laughs> this is a really iconic moment if you remember the movie. She's like in the bathroom. She's like, Chico tell me what's wrong. Yes. Um, there's a shot. I'm a shoulder you can cry on. No. Is it not that one? Oh. It's, it's the very first one. I made it easy for you. Chico tell me what's wrong. Um, think no, of, think I really... of that really sad voice you just did because it's the voice that she does. Oh, I can't remember it. I'm terrible. <laughs> Should have watched Mamma Mia before this, really. <laughs> so it's, I have never seen such sorrow. Oh, of course it is. Of course. Of course. <laughs> it's there now. It's fine. It's fine. We'll, we'll get you back. All right. Maddie. Yep. Hit me. Okay. Facing 20,000 of your friends, how can anyone be so lonely? Oh, okay. This is terrible. Why don't I know this one? Part of the success that never ends. How could anyone be so lonely? You got part of it right. Oh, I reckon give that to her. Gosh. I think that that's... And look, I did make some of them longer and some of them shorter. (laughs) So it's... Part of a success that never ends. Still, I'm thinking about you oh, only. Of course, of course. But you got half of that right, so we'll give you a point. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> in that moment during the musical, I was sprinting backstage. Yeah. Try and come back on for the hands night scene. So maybe that stuff just got a little trauma. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah. The haze. It yeah. happens. It happens. <laughs> All right, Eliza. Oh, God. I don't know if you're going to get this. (laughs) Most likely not. Most likely not. But you know what? We're here. We're here to play. Um, Okay. Won't somebody help me chase the shadows away? If you need the tune. Won't somebody help me chase the shadows away? There's a party. Uh, There's a party. Oh, uh, uh, something. uh, Men after midnight. (laughs) Won't somebody help? Won't somebody get me? What's this? So, won't somebody help me chase the shadows away? Gimme, gimme, gimme a man at the midnight. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> I probably peaked so much on that. It's fine. It's so die. Wow. Okay. I'm going to move that away. Yes. Um, all right. So, we're one all currently. Maddie. Yes. Anybody could be that guy. Night is young and the music's high. Yes. Correct. That was good. That was good. (laughs) I'm trying to decide. Oh, but if we do a tiebreaker, then you will be tied if Eliza wins. (laughs) Hmm. But if Maddie wins, then Maddie just really wins. Um... It's good either way for me, really, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, we're going to do it. So what we do Let's for do a tiebreaker is I'll give the the first line and then I'll count you down and you're going to buzz in with your name if you okay, know yeah. what the next lyric is. Yeah. All right, all so right. Maddie will know this. I still don't know what you've done with me. Okay. What is that? If you need the tune, I can try and give you the tune as well. So it's, I still don't know what you've done with me. 
Oh gosh. Again. Oh. Three, two, one. <laughs> Maddie! <laughs> Go for I'm it. A grown-up woman should never fall so easily. Correct. I saw it click. Ooh. I can't believe I didn't get that straight away. That was literally my song. Out of context, <laughs> it's really difficult sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's the thing that we find so much when doing these lyric challenges, that when you just say it, people are like, you add a little bit of the tune and they're like, oh, okay, well, yeah. <laughs> makes more sense now. But congratulations, oh. Maddie. You have won our ABBA Lyric Challenge. The ultimate dancing queen. <laughs> exactly. That is your prize. You are the dancing queen. Yes. I'm going to add that to my Instagram bio. Well, that was lots of fun. Um, but I guess to get back into some of our questions today, you spent most of your time growing up as a dancer until you suffered an injury. How did that alter your path as a performer? Oh my gosh. Well, it completely put it on hold. Well, to be perfectly blunt. So mm. what happened was it was the end of your dance concert. I was literally front row center and we had to go into the splits. Um, I dislocated my hip. Oh. And then just being like training as a dancer, you just get told like the show absolutely does not stop. So I was just, I remember very clearly thinking, oh my God, that really hurt. And then the next move was to kind of put our legs back together. So I actually just popped my hip back in. Oh. So in doing that, I kind of, I tore like all the ligaments around my hip and cracked oh. it at the same time. Like I, like it was completely not good. And oh yeah, then I also, I kept dancing. I, they, we counted when we watched the tape back, I was on stage for about 15 seconds dancing till I could get close enough to the wing to kind of get off. Uh, you just see me in the video, oh, just like, God get close to the wing and then just like fall on the ground and start crawling. And I remember getting off stage being like, I've just located my hip, I've just located my hip. Um, then, yeah, the, I had tests and all of that over the summer and they basically just said, you know, you really need to take care of this or you'll be, you'll have a fake hip by the time you're 30. Um, and I think I was just getting to that. I'd been doing it my whole life. Um, you know, this stuff, it, it burns you out. Like, constantly putting yourself out there to be judged especially as a teenager like especially as a teenager with anxiety it yeah. like it can it it burnt it burnt me out and I think I took that as a good reason to take a step back even coming into those like more intense years of high school um but then yeah just decided to kind of put myself more into acting and singing just as a little hobby because I loved it so much um but yeah, m more than anything, it, it was a real redirect. And I think had I not had I not had that experience, I think I might have burnt out at an older age and not been able to come back at some point. So I'm grateful that it happened at 15. I'm grateful that I took a step back. I'm grateful that it kind of pushed me to explore other areas of performance. Um, but yeah, definitely sucked at the time. Yeah. Definitely, it having would. such a that's a big injury yeah. as well. It's such a like also a young age, yeah, as well yeah. to have that. So it's, it's definitely hard, but I guess it did um open up other opportunities, which is the silver oh, lining, I guess. At the same yeah. time, definitely, I think everything happens for a reason, and 
whatever that reason was, it was supposed to happen then. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, I got kind of lucky. I got to have like a kind of a normal like teenage life from like 15 to 18 before, you know, high school, well, high school stops. Like I, I got to go to parties for the first time and, you know, like yeah. I never did that because when you dance, you dance all Saturday and then you've got to catch up on all the homework that you put off from the week because you were dancing at nighttime. So, yeah, I'm pretty like I, the way I look at it is I got to, yeah, have a semi-normal teenage life for that latter part. Um, I ended up going and getting a diploma of makeup services because as a reason to hang out backstage with all my friends, <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> I'll do your makeup. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and then I, yeah, went on to uni and I think had I kept going, I would have, would have charged on and I'm very kind of strict with myself. So who knows I, if I would have got to kind of have those like normal teenage experiences, but yeah it was it was pretty earth shattering at the time but yeah everything yeah. For a reason. I think as, as it would be it would be such a hard thing especially when it's like the main you know everybody has different hobbies growing up but when it's been yeah. like your main thing like when it's been your main hobby your main passion outside of you know learning as a child yeah to then have something happen where you then have to take where you have to take it away completely it can be really hard knowing what to do with yourself but I guess kind of on the note of your injury and kind of how it altered your path. So you did stop performing as much or completely. What was the most challenging part of then coming back into the world of theatre after such a long time away? I mean, I think anyone that danced as a kid and was kind of in that Estedford scene will know that dancing becomes your part of your personality. Like, you're the dancer like oh Maddie can't come because she's dancing (laughs) and then like unattaching myself from that and then kind of coming back in and I think I have an enormous amount of respect for people who have still worked exceptionally hard I know how hard they work because like I used I did it as a kid I was super hesitant to come back to a world that I didn't know if it was going to accept me or not um Mm -hmm. You know, I'm incredibly grateful that I have made some wonderful friends from this. Um, But, yeah, I was just – I was worried that, yeah, I wasn't going to be good enough. For starters, I think that's got to be the first concern of anyone that's stepped away from something. Yeah, and just, yeah, worried that I wouldn't be accepted. But, yeah, I'm incredibly grateful to have had this opportunity because I feel like I'm a part of the community again. I think it's a hard thing stepping back in to something you haven't done for a long time, but it's really lovely when you are received with welcome arms, like big warm arms, and you're like, oh, it's not as scary as it seems from the other side of things it's like oh people are just people and they're actually genuinely pretty nice I mean we also have a nice pretty nice community in Australia (laughs) you know it's not as cutthroat um it's not how many shows have you done oh well yeah (laughs) you can go sit over there for and I think like I got to like I was lucky enough in the show we had a really nice group of people that were from the con so they all had these amazing relationships already and I was just kind of able to like slot in there like oh hey guys (laughs) hey guys (laughs) (laughs) 
Now, I, we know that obviously Sophie was a dream role for you. Um, and this is a bit of a fun question. What is another dream role or any other dream roles that you really want to play in the future? Okay, I would love to play Karen or, um, yeah, Karen and Mean Girls. Oh, my Karen God. Karen or Regina, either, either one. I'd love to get another role. Anything would be fantastic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm Isn't be- that all of us? We're yeah. like, any other role that you have oh, available, yeah. please send my way. <laughs> I'm available. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just, I just, I adore Tina Fey. Another book recommendation, Bossy, Bossy Pants, I think it's called, has her autobiography and she's brilliant because she's yeah. she talks a lot about, I, again, coming into things at a later age and feeling like accepted and not good enough and all of those imposter syndrome bits that you deal with when you, again, come back. Um, but, yeah, Tina Fey is obviously the writer. I think the script is fantastic. I think the music is incredible. And I think it would just be such a fun show. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I can I definitely can see, see it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can see it. It's happening. I really Guys. see Karen. <laughs> I really get the yeah. Karen vibes. Um, obviously, Regina. I think everyone would love to play Regina because some of those notes Ooh, are just yeah. fine. They're just. It's, it's <laughs> insane. Um, but we are starting to come to the end of the interview and we've absolutely loved our time. But a question that we kind of like to end on is do you have any advice for young performers who haven't tried theatre or want to give it a go or even have maybe left the scene and want to get back into it about how they can I think the following the Mamma Mia audition process the biggest learning that I took from that was you absolutely cannot read people's minds and being yourself is your greatest superpower absolutely you might have the same hair color as everyone in the audition room. It might be the same size. You might be able to hit the same notes, but nothing will replace your personality. So my advice would be, yeah, don't think that you can read people's minds. Cause again, when I had that experience where I went to hit those notes and lay all your love and hand, truly nothing came out. I was going, Oh my gosh, they think like a joke. Like they think all of this. Um, But no, you can't read people's minds. You never know what they're thinking. I think that's an important thing to remember as an actress. Um, When you're getting cast, a million things go into that. You might be the best person for the role, but you're like 10 centimetres too tall. Like it could come down to something as silly as that. So just remembering that you're amazing, you're absolutely right for something and it's going to come your way someday. Um, And then anyone that wants to get into theater I think just do it like there's so there's a million reasons why you shouldn't but there's 10 perfect reasons why you should and that's kind of what it came down to for me like you can sit there and write a pros and cons list and I promise you that in theater the cons list may be longer like some of us are a little bit crazy this is a crazy industry (laughs) (laughs) so I mean if being happy is like this makes me happy is at the top of your pros list, then that outweighs absolutely everything and you've just got to give it a go. 100%. That is some Amazing. really great advice. Um, yeah. And I definitely think anyone out there who is thinking about doing theatre or is wanting to get back into it, really jump in, guys, because, yeah. you know, 
Dreams do come true, as we have seen here today, yeah. everyone. Look <laughs> the radio competitions, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Go for it, guys. And it's such a huge takeaway that I think the most important thing in, in life is obviously, you know, having a stable job and that. It, it, it's important, but being happy and enjoying your life yeah. and not getting to an age where you then go, oh what my if? God, why didn't I just do it? Because you just don't know what's going to happen. That's kind of the beauty of theatre. You might go 20 years doing it and not get a role and then suddenly get a massive role. Or you might get a lot of little roles now. You might get a lot of big roles now. You just don't know. So give it a go because if it makes you happy, that's the most important thing. Yeah, 100%. And, yeah, as I said, like I worked full-time jobs and it never left the back of my mind. Oh, what if like that had never happened? And what if I did this? And what if I did this? So yeah, I can confirm that that does happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. It was so lovely getting to catch up again and get the opportunity to talk about all things, obviously, Mamma Mia, but just life in general. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, my pleasure. Before we go today, we are going to do a little bit of a bedtime story. So have you got a stage mishap or anything that's happened? Probably when I was thinking about this, obviously my accident is a bit of a mishap, but Mm. um, probably a more humorous one was (laughs) during an Estedford, um, anyone that did the Estedfords, like those are huge days. Those are like 7 a.m. till 10 p.m. days, especially if you're in like a group thing. Um, And it was one of those days... And it was kind of mid-afternoon, so a lot of us were kind of, you know, starting to fall asleep. And they started handing around, like, chocolates and lollies and stuff to, you know, get everyone back back and excited. Yeah. Um, and so, and then we were having some and I was just eating, eating away. And then I looked at the bag and it said Snickers Pods. And a part of me was like, no, no, I haven't just been eating them. I'm allergic to peanuts. Why, why Why? would I do that? That's a silly decision. And I had, in fact, been eating the Snickers pods. <gasps> when I realised we got ushered, like, the group, it was like, come on, you're on stage, like, your, your section's up, you're next, come on, come on. And I remember looking at my mum and I went, mum, I just ate a peanut. And she was like, what? Oh, my God. I must have been 13 at this point. And so she comes backstage. She's going, do you not go on stage? I'm like, mom, I have to. The show must go on. (laughs) (laughs) And so went on stage. We're somehow fine. I don't know what divine intervention there was that I must have gotten some without peanuts in them. I've never been fine having peanuts before. So something happened. I don't know if it was even the, the adrenaline from having to dance yeah. but oh my god it was also incredibly lucky that the dance was called zombies and so we oh. had like black smeared makeup so no one could see that I'd been crying like, oh, no. <laughs> and mum was like she was she said she was sitting side stage trying to get a read on my face whether I was dying or yeah. <laughs> I couldn't tell were you just a good actor or we and I was like no mum I was a good actor of course yeah my acting fine <laughs> the show goes on mum the show, show goes on go on <laughs> that's amazing and terrifying like I can't imagine just having that realization of just like 
I didn't. It was that, like, I don't know if you've ever done something, like, you've broken something on you and you're like, no, that didn't happen. Oh, <laughs> it happened. Okay. Um, right. So that's happened. Um, mum, I've just eaten a peanut. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. That would have been terrifying, not only for you, but I can just imagine your mum as well. Just yeah. like, oh no. <laughs> Yeah, well, my mum's very relaxed, so she she's yeah. very much like you having a good time, super doll. Like you go on stage, you do your thing. <laughs> she was, but then yeah, she was like, I don't know about this going on stage when you've just eaten a peanut. It might really not end well. No. Oh my god. <laughs> Imagine the headlines. That was an amazing bedtime story, and obviously a bit scary, but amazing. Yes. <laughs> Sorry to have. Thank you so much for coming on and chatting to us today. It has been amazing. Thank um, you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Eliza, if you would like to tell us where we can yes. find Maddie online. Um, but you guys can find Maddie at Madeline Grice on Instagram and follow her journey. Make sure to keep up to date with what she's doing and where she is headed. But guys, stay happy, healthy and safe. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.